0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. Happy to have you here. Uh, If you guys missed the last episode, you can check it out. Amy and – not Amy. Nope. Danielle and I uh, talk about what digital conversations are and what they mean to your business. This is just an important marketing perspective to understand. So if you missed that one, check it out. There's a lot of gold nuggets in there uh, from Danielle and I. Okay, so for this episode, we're going to be talking with – his name is Corey Lee, all right? So he's got a, quite a background. Um, in 2012, him and his wife, actually, they opened up their first business, and he's going to talk about how that all that stuff happened, but uh, it's interesting. And, you know, it was a physical therapy clinic, and they also had some gyms. They started a gym, um, but within five years, they were billing over $2 million a year uh, from just one location, and then they opened up a bunch of others, but they ended up selling um, – Two physical therapy clinics and four gyms, all right? So massive buildups and sell, uh, exit strategies, which is really cool. So he's learned a lot over this time and how he actually kind of tested the waters, got things off the ground, uh, all that good stuff. And we're gonna, I'm going to dive into that with Corey so you guys can really get some insights on how that all worked and, and how he made it happen. All right, so, um, you know, he does a lot of talks now um, around uh, company culture and leadership um, and supports people on their own growth paths, right, with coaching and mastermind groups, and he's going to talk about some of that stuff here today as well. Um, You know, outside of that, Corey is a family man. He's got three kids and all that good stuff, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy this conversation, so lots to learn here, so stay tuned. Um, latest and greatest, you know, it's interesting because we had a, I had a conversation with somebody that sold, t- uh, 14 businesses now just <laughs> the other day. So that is, uh, Greg Shepard. So that interview is going to be coming up soon in a few weeks. Um, but something that was really interesting that he brought up about, we always say you got to slow down to speed up. And one of the things he mentioned was, um. It was, uh, he said, you know, you have to put more time into planning than you do in development. Not that you want to get stuck in the planning phase forever, but, you know, we really do want to, like, build a strong foundation. That is the point. He gives a really good story that uh, demonstrates this. So you're building a strong foundation and taking your time on the key fundamentals so that when you're ready with that, The rest is going to go, it goes quick, right? The build is the easy part. It's getting the right strategy um, and making sure that you know what you're doing and you're testing and you're ready to rock and roll with a strong foundation that makes all the difference in the world. That creates fast growth, right? So another exciting thing that happened recently that I haven't really mentioned here on the show is, I got this email the other day from uh, I saw from Shark Tank on ABC, <laughs> and I thought it was going to be some like trick or spam, but no, it was actually their clearance department um, where they get legal clearance because they wanna they wanna show Change Crater magazine on Shark Tank. So how exciting is that? We were pretty jazzed up and pumped about it. So yes, Change Creator is going to be uh, getting their appearance one way or the other on Shark Tank. <laughs> um, that's going to be the Blake Mikoski magazine cover because Blake is going to be a shark. So we we interviewed Blake. There's a video interview you could check out that we did. Um, and we put him on the cover of the magazine. And so he's going to be a shark on there, and he's going to tell a story. And part of his story and his road to success, he's including Change Creator. So they're going to be putting the magazine up on on the show and people will get to check it out anyway i thought that was exciting um and this is what good storytelling and marketing leads to it attracts people to you and these bigger things then take place and that's why we teach what we teach in the captivate method guys okay so let's dive into this conversation with Corey. okay show me the heat i know you're gonna dig this hey Corey, welcome to the change creator podcast what's going on man and how are you doing
1: Adam, thanks for uh, having me on, man. I am excited about our conversation and uh, really just to talk about what's going on, uh, just an exciting time. We were talking before we came on, we have uh, three kids and they are all back to school. So maybe a little bit of sense of normalcy kind of coming on as well. So excited <laughs> about that.
0: Yeah. Was that, that's it. Where are you located again? I forget.
1: We are actually in Mississippi. Okay. Um, People hear the hear the Southern slang and they say you from Texas, right? So <laughs> I, I try to cover it up, but I can't. But I'm from
0: Mississippi. Okay, Mississippi. Um, all right. So kids back in school that gives a little takes a little pressure off. I know I've been talking to a lot of other of my friends in my network and the entrepreneurship space, and uh, it's tough because they're becoming the teachers, uh, you know, as well. And it's just adding this layer of complexity. Kids are getting bored, and oh man, it's just a big mess.
1: Yeah, yeah. So here, they had an option of going back or doing the online stuff. And our son, he said to me, he said, you're not going to have me behind technology all day, are you? (laughs) Yeah. They love people just as much as I do, and they want to go back. So yeah, it's good stuff.
0: Good, good, good. All right, so why don't you give us all just a little background. Um, I know you've had an interesting uh, past when it comes to building businesses, selling them, stuff like that. So I think we wanna dig into some of that today because there's just a lot of questions around how all that works. And um, so if you can just kind of tee us up a little bit with like the background in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. So, in a nutshell, so um, my background is actually in the physical therapy space. I'm a physical therapist assistant. And, um, you know, my wife, she is a physical therapist. And while she was in school, you know, like many entrepreneurs, um, we would be driving around town and uh, I'd have this idea of like, you know, wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> like, wouldn't it be really cool if we had our own business, like our own physical therapy clinic? And, ooh, you know, wouldn't it? That'd be cool mm-hmm. if this physical therapy clinic, if we also had a gym along with it. Where we're not yep. just doing physical therapy, but, you know, maybe we're making an impact on the community as well. Wouldn't that be cool? And, um, you know, she graduated. We, we, we were actually out in Phoenix, Arizona for a time. and We moved back to Mississippi, and about that time is when we transitioned into business. We opened up that business, and we opened up, Adam, we opened up a physical therapy clinic in a town of 1,100 people, man. 1,100 <laughs> people, right? And, uh, you know, and it was awesome. It was great. And our, our our focus was to make an impact on the community in a five-year period of time. We, we actually had started four gyms, two physical therapy clinics. And in 2017, we sold pretty much all of that in a five-year period of time. And that one physical therapy clinic that we opened up uh, in a town of 1100 people when we sold we were billing out over two million dollars a year and in 2017 we transitioned out and uh, I, I now do business coaching and speaking and training and just love you know helping entrepreneurs and really leaders step into their vision and their dream of owning a business or leading a team as well so that that's you know super quick super brief uh kind of where i am today yeah. and Uh, what we're doing now. Yeah, I
0: mean... I love that and I you know I, I have been that person my wife and I would you know we we got super serious about our health and we were going to the we, when we were living in Philly for six years we were going to the gym you know four or five days a week sometimes she was definitely dragging me there but we made it and you know like we kind of were like man it would be really fun because we always go to these gyms and we're like this is cool but man I wish it was like this or like that and I know like there's a market for this or that And I'm like man, yeah, it'd be cool to really open up this kind of a gym right so I'm curious as you had these thoughts um how did you decide on the like a type of gym to open like what was the market who was it for exactly what was the style like so how did you come to conclusions on what would make sense and was there any preliminary testing to figure out this would work for you or not before you went all in
1: yeah, that's that's funny. Um, so, you know, when we started, I had zero business knowledge or business experience. Right. But I had a ton of enthusiasm. And uh, like you said, we opened up in a small town. Right. Like if if you would have went to a business school, they that's probably not very smart. Right. And what what we did, though, was kind of as you're talking about what kind of gym and those kind of things, I I just did what I enjoyed to do. Right, God. like I was thinking about the gym. What what would I love in a gym? What what kind of classes or fitness, or what kind of equipment would I like? And what people what you find is people are attracted to passion, right? And people saw the passion that we had, and that that attracts people. The passion that you have for your business is very attractive, you know. Yeah. and and, and I think people with passion they stand out and people take notice and a lot of people will get caught up in that that wake so for us it was just really what we were personally passionate about and people were attracted to that you know
0: yeah i mean i I like hearing that kind of commentary and i'm wondering you know (sighs) So people say they're attracted to Pat, and I think they are. I mean, I think there's more, like when I worked in corporate years ago, they would say, what's the whiff the what's in it for them? And uh, always thinking about the customer, and they're going to say, well, what's in it for me? Um, And I think more today we're hearing, well, what's in it for you from the customer? Like, why are you doing this business, and why would I work with you? And they want to know a little bit more. So having that passion and a a real intention behind it, such as –
1: you know, you had, um,
0: I think translates like you're saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and as we're talking there, what I found too is when you are passionate about, you know, you hear people talk about what's your purple cow, right? I, I know you've South <laughs> Seth Godin and yeah. stuff, right? What makes you stand out? Well, what, what helps you exceed expectations, I think it becomes easy to exceed expectations when you're doing something you're passionate about. So you, you, you serve your clients or your customers or however you define them, uh, to a higher level when you are passionate about what you're doing. And that's what I found for us anyway. Um, so yeah,
0: it's true. It's true. Um, you know, so let's say you got this passion. You decided to do a gym that you know kind of reflects who you are, and you know, there's other people out there like you that are interested in the same thing, right? And that kind of starts defining this differentiation. It's it's based on yourself and your story and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's got to be a point where we're making some real business decisions, right? We got to put the CEO hat on, and we're gonna have to make decisions because you know, while the passion takes us to a certain point there's a lot of mistakes to be made that money can go flying out the window or you hire the wrong PR and marketing teams too early or who knows what you buy the wrong equipment. (laughs) You get a lawsuit. I don't know. Um, You know, so you got the CEO decisions to make. So we got to have a combination of passion and business smarts. So, what were some of the steps? Like, um, let's just let's just stay with the gym idea for now uh, because I'm super interested in that. And you know, this is obviously a, a physical store, but like what were some of the early decisions in getting that set up from a business standpoint on, well, how do we get members? How, how do we get equipment? Like, how do we get the money to do all this?
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So from the gym standpoint, I'll tell you, um, we just started doing exercise classes out in a field and in a park, you know, and uh, we, we would do that and we'd charge people $5 a class. And you know, as that built, we kind of, I guess, I guess you could say we kind of tested it that way Yeah. Uh, yep. and kind of built slow. And even in the physical therapy side, we built slow, right? We didn't go all out from the get go. We, we, we built slow and developed relationships. And then from there, as the money did start coming in, then we started to invest in our business. But you know, you, you talk about some of the decisions that we made. One, we started out slow and we developed relationships and we went from there. But, you know, as as we grew, what I also realized was John Maxwell talks about being the lid on your business, you know, as the leader or as the business yeah. owner. You are the lid on your business that your business will never exceed your ability to lead it. Yep. Well, I, I inherently kind of realized that, that I was the lid on my business, that I couldn't do everything and I shouldn't be doing everything and that we had a big dream and if we needed, if we had this big dream, then we needed a big team. And that's when we really, kind of once we got it going, saw the need to bring on uh, team members. And I'll be honest with you, that was probably one of the scariest moments of of our business is when we hired somebody else, right? You know, it was scary. leaving my job and my wife leaving her job. But when we hired that first team member, that that was probably even scarier because now somebody else, you know, the decisions I made didn't just affect me and my family. Now they affected somebody else's family, right? And, and really that drove me to become a better leader and to learn. So one, we just started out slow and then also realized that we didn't need to be doing anything and shouldn't be doing everything. I mean, find other people that that kind of could fill in the gaps where my weaknesses were and there's many of them <laughs> and where somebody can fill those gaps in, you know. Yeah, no, it's important and I think
0: timing is important for when you do that stuff, right? So yes. um and I'm sure you got a taste of that and I think like you you answered one of my questions already, which was, you know, how are we testing these big ideas before we're dumping, you know, all this money into it to find out that it doesn't work and There you go, everybody. I mean, here, you know, Corey went, they went to a park. They had people pay a few bucks, were they interested, but they're also now just getting attention, kind of building an audience, if you will, right? Getting people familiar and you know, here you are to like testing out the idea. And it's like if you're getting people to sign up and they're taking the classes and they're doing the thing, you might have a little something there. You can also have an audience to get some feedback from and learn from and connect with and all that kind of stuff. And they can become little word of mouth marketers for you. Hey, this new gym is opening, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh that that's that's exactly what we did, you know. And I remember one night we had just a real small area, but we had forty one people show up one night for one class. Wow, that's great. And that that was kinda at the point that we realized, you know, we needed to do something. We needed to take this I think we have something here, you know. Um yeah, yeah. It, it started out just doing a little boot camp class at a park, you know, for five dollars a class. But um but, but, but also starting out small, it didn't overextend ourselves, but it also helped us get good first. Right.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, yes. You Practicing know, the flow. Exactly. It, it helped me to, it really helped me to learn how to not only structure a class, but manage a class and, and not only do that, but pay attention to each person too, because it can, and we're talking about gym stuff, but you know, it's very easy to get going with all your hats that you're wearing as a entrepreneur trying to get it going. you got to market, you got to do all these things, but um, miss kind of the needs of the people that are coming to you. It's very easy to do that. So it, it helped us get good first and grow, grow uh, at a good pace as well.
0: Yeah. I like the idea of get good first. Like learn the flow, get familiar. Um, you know, you don't have the overhead of a ton of equipment and the storefront and all that kind of stuff. So you got a lot more flexibility, less like stress and weight on your shoulders to figure this out. And so you got it now. I am assuming when you started, you must've started somewhere where there was like, you know, almost like maybe you had a class and nobody signed up or then you had two people and then five people. And there must've been a little bit of progress there. Is that true?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) you know, and, and, And that could easily be discouraging. But then I also found, you know, um, two people showed up, you know, and if two people, I, I very much value time. I very much value my time. So I try to value other people's time as well, right? They made a decision to get in their car, to drive to wherever we were, they made the decision to get out of the car. And if it's just those two people, then I need to show up for them, right? And because behind each one of them, there's a, behind that tree, there's a forest of other trees, right? I I need to take care of them for the fact that they showed up. But then the the secondary part of that too is, you know, if they're served at a high level when it's just them, you know, they become raving fans too. And that's what we love to create, right?
0: Yeah. I'm curious. Can you tell me a little bit about... Um, when you started getting the word out to invite people to this concept that you have to see if they would come and join, how did you get the word out? But more importantly, what was your story that you were telling them of why you're doing this and what this is all about?
1: Mm, that's good. That's good. So, you know, you you do the, all the social media type things. And what we did at the time um, was just post pictures, uh, put it on social media and we tagged them and you know, they love seeing that and they would comment and, you know, that does something to the Facebook algorithm and those kinds of things. But we're also very intentional too. And I think this is where we had failed in other parts. And I sometimes fail in the business now is being intentional about, Hey, you know, we're having class Thursday, invite a friend, right? Uh, specifically asking for that referral, if you would say, right. Um, And, and, and really getting going uh, that way, um, kind of getting that marketing out really helped that way too. Uh, and, and our story too, you know, like I said, we we wanted to do something that was impactful for the community. We did not want to just be another business that was part of the community. So we wanted to impact the community. And one of our visions was, Mississippi is constantly one of the most obese states in the country. We're, the whole country has an obesity epidemic, right? Well, Mississippi yeah. has the number one. It's, a, it's always, you know, one of the worst. <laughs> and it can't, could not stand that, right? We wanted to change that. And that was kind of our vision for it. And, and one of the visions I had was to make this town this town of 1,100 people, one of the healthiest small towns in the state of Mississippi. Great, right. and th- and that was kind of my vision for it. And you kind of cast that now, making making uh, this town one of the healthiest towns in the state of Mississippi. I never really said that to anybody other than myself. Um, but but the other part was the vision that I was trying to cast, where we're we're doing this kind of community type thing where we're, we're to be a part of the community. And, uh, you know, when there were community events, we tried to show up, right. And we tried to show up in kind of unique and different ways, you know, and, um, just being a part of the community and real quick, um, on that, that was kind of my vision for it was to make this town, one of the small, uh, healthiest small towns in the state of Mississippi. Well, the year we transitioned out, they were awarded a Blue Cross Blue Shield award for being one of the healthiest, small towns in the state of Mississippi, which was really cool to kind of see the community do that and to be a very small part of, of, uh, helping them do that too. So that was kind of cool. That is kind of cool. I like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So we got through this process of kind of getting your story out there, changing having an impact on the community and, you know, kind of doing, doing something special and from the heart, right. You talked you know, you, we were talking earlier about how important it is to have passion in the business, um, and so you got that out there as your marketing and spread it on social media, invited people to the parks, no overhead. Great, great way to test uh, this type of thing. Now you're ready to buy a place. Um <laughs> it did <laughs> I mean, I find it daunting. I go into a gym and I don't know how big the gym is or what kind of gym you have exactly, but you know, it's like you gotta get all the equipment, you gotta get a location and buy the 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 property and all that stuff. Um, how do you handle those types of things? Like, what are some of the steps just high level that you had to consider in order to make that happen?
1: Yeah. So that, that is funny. You say that because a lot of, I'll be honest with you, Adam, a lot of my stuff is out of ignorance, right? So, (laughs) so, you know, like I said, we had 41 people show up for one class one night and our physical therapy clinic was, was really busting out of the seam. So I remember, Telling my wife, I said, you know what? We've got to do something. It, it, it's time to do something. Uh, we were renting the space for the physical therapy clinic, and we were just meeting at the park uh, for the okay. gym stuff. And I said, you know what? I think we need to build something. Let's buy us some land, and let's build something. And I said, you know, I've seen some signs on the way into the, the clinic. I want to call them tomorrow. So, Adam, I, I get get to work and it's lunchtime and I'm about to get in my truck to go look at these signs and I see this lady from the bank walking over and I know she's coming to talk to me. I was like, ah man, I know she's (laughs) going to talk and I love her. You know, she's super nice, but man, I really want to go look at these land, this land. Right. And she comes up to me and says, Hey, um, I see what you guys are doing in the community. And I just want to let you know my husband and I have some land, And we would kind of just like to give it to you for a very small fee. And, uh, you know, we want to give it to somebody who's going to make an impact in the community. And, you know, I just want to let you know about it. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, that's cool. You know, it's probably not going to be very good land, but I'll go look at it. I go look at this, and it is prime location (laughs) for this community, right? And I was like, wow. (laughs) I mean, it's spot on, right? So. We do wow. that, and uh, we end up building a square, six thousand eight hundred square foot building uh, that had our physical therapy clinic and actually two gyms in there. And this this was kind of you know we you, you think about up until this point we were charging people five dollars a class, right? Yeah. Well, now we're moving into a building that we're building, and we're about to go up to seventy five dollars per month, okay. right? So we're asking people to make a commitment now. You know, $5 per class, you're not really committed to much, right? I may can try a class here or there, but now I'm committed, and most gyms in that area are going, you know, $30, $35 per month, but we're we're kind of doing CrossFit, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So we're asking
1: for commitment. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of just a leap of faith and, uh, you know, kind of person of faith. And I really felt like it was, it was God ordained, I guess you would say. And, uh, it, you know, it, it was awesome. Right. But a lot of it was acting out of ignorance. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you just going for it. Yeah. Just going for, I remember sitting down with the, the contractor and telling him everything I wanted to have. I said, I want to have 20 foot ceilings, you know, in the, this CrossFit gym, I want it to be this big. And he kind of dropped his pen and looked at me and he said, you want this here? Like <laughs> here in this thing and I was like, yeah. And uh, I remember through this whole process talking to the bank and the bank was like, you know, they were kind of surprised that the loan went through and the contractor was surprised the city approved. And I was like, what are you talking about? Surprise? Like, why are you surprised? And, you know, I can see it in my mind. I see it. Uh, anyway, but yeah. <laughs> so,
0: oh, was, man, that's pretty awesome, dude, because you know, you're not, you're, you were not being bound by, um, you know, I guess, stigmas of like thoughts of what should be like this contractor had right he's like this here cuz he just is you know has preconceived notions <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> that's pretty cool so you talk about having leaning into ignorance well i guess there's there is a a benefit sometimes when ignorance can kind of lead you to just do what you think you got to do and kind of break new boundaries
1: yeah and 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 along with that you know my wife she is a very wise woman too and, you know, she balances out some of that and she's almost my measuring stick too, if it's yeah. a good idea. And if we if get her blessing, she's thought through it and prayed through it as well. And it, it it's, let's go, right? And if we're both all in, then uh, we're all in. And I think that's a lesson as well is, you know, once we made that decision, we were committed to the decision. Yeah. And there are other decisions in the past that I've made where I was not fully committed. And... Working with entrepreneurs as well, I see them say, well, I'm going to try this, but kind of in the back of my mind, if this doesn't work out, I can go back to my job or I can go back and try this. And I've I found that that does not always work. It's when you make the commitment up front that you're all in, you have to mentally make the commitment up front that then you'll do everything that's necessary to bring that, that business or that goal into actual reality, you know?
0: <clears throat> yeah hundred percent um you know it, it, we always t- say to you know people in our community that if you're not willing if you're waiting to go all in for your business to be successful like if you're waiting to be successful to go all in on your business you're gonna be waiting for a very long time
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah people say that
0: all the time they're like well when i get more sales when i'm more successful when i do this then i'll invest in myself then i'll invest more in my idea <laughs> you know what i mean it's backwards chicken and the egg kind of
1: That's right. That's right. I I know when I transitioned out of the, the therapy and the gym stuff and and doing kind of what I do now with the leadership training, those kind of things. I remember early on, you know, in the back of my mind, I was doing the same exact thing as well. You know, I'm going to give this a try, but if, if it doesn't work out, I can always go back. You know, I can find a job as a physical therapy assistant. I could open up another PT clinic, but I'll give it a try. And I had indeed.com pulled up on my phone a lot. Right. (laughs) And I realized that I wasn't fully committed to the dream and I had to, you know, I had to, you know, burn the ship to the indeed.com, right? I had to throw that out. And when when I did, when I made that commitment, something kind of magical happened. I don't know what it was, but the business started to grow itself. Right. And, um, making that commitment up front is key for us.
0: Yeah. It's tough when you got your mind in multiple places, trying to be good at multiple things. Right. So it's like. If you can find the focus, uh, you, gotta, you only have so much time and energy, so you got to put it all in there and try to make it happen. Now, some people need to make money on the side here and there, but the more, the more of that percentage of the pie of your time and energy you can put towards your, your primary focus, the better.
1: Yes, sir. That's right. that's
0: yeah. true. Now, tell me a little bit about like, what's going on today. So, I think you were in business for five years, but you sold everything. How much did you sell it for, and what are you working on exactly now? How are you helping entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah. So like I said, we, uh, we had the physical therapy clinic um, and in that five year period of time, we, we sold off the gyms kind of individually. Okay. Um, we sold the physical therapy clinic and we sold it for a little over a million dollars. And, and I, one thing that I noticed, Adam, that this was a key lesson for me was that I knew I had made a mistake. right? And the mistake that I had made was a leadership mistake our business was growing. We were doing great, but I had developed a bunch of followers, right? People who, who went above and beyond. We talk about five levels of leadership. Well, I hadn't developed any leaders who could step in once I stepped out. And when that happened, the business kind of went down, right? It's kind of back, it's back up now. But, but that was a mistake that I made. I, you know, one of the things that we talk about is as leaders, the power isn't within us. The power is in empowering other people, and I, I did a poor job of that, but mm. that was a lesson for me. So we we later on sold the two physical – or I'm sorry, the two gyms, the 24-hour gym and the CrossFit gym to a friend of mine, and was a little bit more intentional about that. So he started out actually as a member, and he has some great leadership quality, some great leadership traits. So kind of in that he became one of our coaches. And then over time he continued to develop and he became our head coach. So then he, he kind of took on more, more roles and responsibilities. And when it came time to sell, he was the obvious choice to gotcha. sell it because he was the leader of that group. And now he's taken it on to, you know, even better than what we had it, but but that was a lesson for me that you know to to develop other people, to see the talent and potential within other people, and extract that talent and potential, and put them into positions to succeed. And that's how your business grows. Uh, that's how it actually multiplies is by developing leaders within your business. So yeah,
0: yeah no, that makes that makes a lot of sense and. Um, you know, you guys got to that point. I'm curious where, like, did you always have the exit strategy in mind? Like, within
1: five years, we want to sell this. Um, was that always the plan? Nope. Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't, right? It, it never was, right? So, again, I am a person of faith, and, I, man, I loved it, right? I, I loved the business. I loved every aspect of it. Um, I loved the business side, the marketing side, the the leading, and all that stuff, right? And I remember, you know, God had told me and said, "Hey, you've got you've got this out of the wrong priority order." And uh, I, I tried to negotiate with God, right? I was like, well, hold on, you know, hold on, I'll put it back in its place, right? And uh, you know, it's like, you know, you gotta you gotta let it go. And the best decision we've ever made, right? To to do that because it's allowed us. I have grown personally and professionally. I would say, almost need a telescope to see how far I've come since then, right? <laughs> And, and, and I don't think I would be, from the personal growth standpoint, where I am today if we hadn't made that decision. Yeah. And one of the things that really helped make that decision as well is, again, I loved it, but we had small kids, too. In that five-year period of time, we had the four gyms, two PT clinics. But we also had three kids during that five-year period. Of time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like I can remember one night, uh, I had been at the gym early in the morning at five, then I was at the physical therapy clinic all day. And I was about to leave again. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon to go coach all the CrossFit classes that night. And I was telling our oldest son good night and that I would see him in the morning. And this was at four o'clock in the afternoon, right? And he says, daddy, you go into your house. And it hit me that I'd been spending way too much time away Ah. from our family. And it had gotten out of the wrong priority order right so mm-hmm. um, it, it was never intentionally planned that way but but also I've realized uh, in this growth too some of my gifts and talents are to encourage and motivate other people but also to get things going to get things off the ground to get people excited about something and find someone else to hand that off uh, off to and um, we, we could probably do a whole podcast on yeah. on that as well but uh, that's been a real growth. That it's helped me to see some of my where my giftedness lies.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And now you're doing some speaking. Are you mentoring anybody? What's going on with that stuff?
1: Yeah, so I do speaking and I do one on one coaching. I also do some uh, leadership training where we go into businesses and work with their leadership teams and call it developing a leadership culture. But um, one of the things I'm really excited about and passionate about right now is helping male entrepreneurs kind of get their businesses up and going. Um, and, and, and really if they've been going for a little bit, how to get it to the next level. One of the things we found is again, had zero business knowledge or business experience, but we had a ton of enthusiasm. Right. And we realized if our business was going to grow that, like we've talked about, and and as you probably know, Adam too, is that we've got to grow, right? As the leader, we've got to grow. So We read the books, we went to the courses, the seminars, the webinars, all those kind of things, but we had people who could mentor us from a distance through their courses and material, but I didn't have that individual or that group of other guys that I could go to to share some ideas with and say, hey, what do you think about this? Who could up-level my idea, who could also relate to what I was going through in business or even serve as guardrails as I wanted to grow that business, but not at the expense of my faith, my family, and my fitness. So... As entrepreneurs, uh, we created that, right? So we've created a, a mastermind group specifically for male entrepreneurs. And, man, that's been fun. That's been exciting. And uh, I love seeing what's happening with their men that are in that group. And um, I, I know you have a community as well. And I would yep. just want to encourage anybody that's listening uh, to really fully take advantage of, of the group that Adam is offering there because there's some power in community there.
0: It's true. I mean, I like that you started the mastermind and you can support people that way because you're right. I mean, the idea of surrounding yourself and getting that real time feedback, asking questions, getting coaching. Like, it, I can just imagine in my mind right now a car that's racing down the highway. And when you mentioned the guardrails, it's like they keep you from going off in a million different directions off the road, you know? Like, you know, you get to this point of no return, like, because we have so many ideas and decisions that it's so easy to go off on a tangent. And next thing you know, a year goes by and it's like, oh my God, like, what have I even been doing?
1: <laughs> exactly, right? <clears throat>
0: <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time all the time. Yes,
1: sir. Good um, stuff.
0: Yeah, it is good stuff. I mean, that's the challenge of entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, every great entrepreneur has a mentor, a coach, a community. Um, it's just inevitable. And I hate like when people talk about being a self-made entrepreneur, because there's no such thing. There is no self-made entrepreneur. Everybody has what they have because of the help of other people. That's right. Listen, Corey, I really appreciate you sharing your story and your insights and some really great key lessons. Um, These are all applicable these types of lessons, whether you're online or offline business, um, just the idea of testing, taking these steps, and you know, hiring at the right time. You can definitely hire too early. So I <clears throat> a lot of people will say you gotta delegate the things that you're not an expert in, um, and Corey, I agree with that too, but I wanna make a clear point for people that timing is important there too, because you know, if you're starting a business and you don't know who your audience is, you don't know how to sell to them, you don't know how to share your story and connect and get people on board, um, hiring that out is going to be a challenge, right? Because you're just kind of like saying, here, create that strategy for me. Take take something I love and you figure it out for me. And I feel like you went through those early stages. And then when you were ready to grow and really get the gyms, you hired out to, to take the next steps. But you kind of had the strategy in place, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. 100%. I'm glad you clarified that because you definitely can. And and I found that people, you know, when you hire team members, people fail as being a team members when they don't get proper training or yes. when they don't know what winning looks like. Yep. And, and then the other one is the attitude, which hopefully you'll catch that in the interview process, but they fail when there's not proper training. And if you haven't figured out how to do some of those things to properly train them, you know, then that's, that sets them up for failure and it sets your business up for failure as well. Boom. and, and, you know, and, and when they don't know what winning looks like, that was a, another big lesson for me is, hey, can you do this? Right. Uh, but but not telling them what what winning looks like. So, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah exactly. Clarify that.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, it's just it's one of these little things that gets kind of like missed. So I want to just kind of point that out.
1: Listen, Corey, thank
0: you so much. I really appreciate it. We're at the end of our time here. I think it was a really great conversation. I'm excited to uh, hear more about how you guys continue to make progress. How can people just, you know, learn more about your mentorship and everything that you got going on?
1: Yeah, Adam, well, I appreciate. It. Man, I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I hope this is added value to your listeners. So, Adam, I'm a I'm a I'm a cookies on the bottom shelf kind of guy, right? You got to keep it simple. So, <laughs> I, I've I've created a page for your listeners, specific to your listeners. I got them two free gifts too, right? But but on there, on this page that I'm going to give to you, it has you know some information about our Legacy Builders Mastermind Group, and you know it's got the icons on how you can follow us on social media too. But I've got two free gifts. One is a, um, a personal assessment where you can kind of ask yourself these questions, see how balanced you are in life. But Adam, the other one is a spousal survey, right? (laughs) So you get this and you hand it to your spouse and they answer questions from their perspective about you. And, and uh, you know, it, it sounds tough, but I promise you, it, it opens up great communication. If you're going to have a great relationship with your spouse, and I believe this world needs a mommy and a daddy who are united, right? And um, anyway, anyway, it opens up great communication. So those can be found at www.coreyleyleadership.com slash change creator. And that's just for for you and your listeners there, Adam. I appreciate you guys
0: awesome i appreciate that Corey. that's pretty cool man um so guys you can check that out we'll put it when we get this published formally on the website we'll have that there uh for everybody to to grab um and i'll make mention of it uh, in the intro and all that stuff so cory thanks again so much for your time appreciate it man and uh let's stay in touch awesome adam i thoroughly enjoyed it man Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.